forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell tell in the Pod. pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky real things that happen to you that you tell us about. And it's a comedy podcast about scary things. Anna and I are two very fearful, gentle people, uh, but we can't help but be drawn to the flickering flame that is spooky things. Um, and so we are like when a dog sees a cucumber or a lemon on the ground, we are terrified of it. We don't understand it. And yet we must bark at it. You gotta, um, (laughs) if you're not barking at produce, why are you listening to the show? (laughs) We really have cornered the barking at produce market. That's good. Um, well, Andrew, uh, I need to ask you. Yes. What is today? It's a Wednesday. Oh, I see. And what happens on Wednesdays? On Wednesdays, we do Urban Legisodes, baby. Wow. Is that what will happen? That is what will happen today, and it is my turn. It's your turn. And um, so here's the deal. I picked two listener-submitted emails. I wasn't even thinking about this, but they do fall under a theme, um, which I will not say, but we will discuss afterwards, which is... A, a broad topic of scary things that we have not really dipped our toes into too considerably on this podcast, but I'm excited. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. Um, so this first email comes from Malik or Malik. Uh, I've known people who pronounce this name either way. So Malik, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please do let me know and I will issue a correction um, in our segment. I was wrong. Okay. This happens Perfect. all the time. <laughs> Hi, Anna and Andrew. I wanted to start off by saying I love this podcast so much. Y'all are so funny, and I use you guys as a boost to help me get through the opening shift at work. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's nice. I'm writing to you guys about the times that I see ghosts peeking around the corner while I sneak food at night. If my grammar is off, I apologize because I am not a mathematician. So here it goes. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Sometimes at night, I sort of silently sneak to the kitchen to make, a, uh, to make a quick snack. I say sort of because all of my family members are hard sleepers except my mom. So while I'm making my buffet, I see from the corner of my eye a dark shadow with white eyes peeking around the corner. Uh. I turn my head to look and it's gone. After a few minutes go by, it happens again. But this time, I see a hand. I look and once again, there is nothing there. After the third time of seeing it, I become truly spooked and quickly turn on the dining room to look around the corner to see nothing there. I look down the dark hallway and there's nothing. This happens to me almost every time I do this. After that, I started to feel a presence around the house. And when I walk around in the dark, I see figures as I pass by the rooms. One time I was making a sandwich and everyone was awake and in the house, so I wasn't nervous. I was the only one in the kitchen and my mom was in her room. The dark figure kept appearing again, but after the second time, I quietly looked to see if I can sneak up on it, and there was nothing, but I have this eerie feeling that I heard light footsteps running back to my mom's room as I approached the corner. In that moment, I realized that the ghost could be my mom. She's a comedian and loves to scare us. I forgot to mention, 
I have two siblings. After a while of overthinking, I have come to the conclusion that my mom is a demon with super speed and probably some other demonic superpowers used to terrorize her kids. I know this story isn't written that good. That's not true at all, Malik. It's great. But I do hope you like it. Sincerely, Malik. Oh, my God. Malik, I have two pieces of bad news for you. One, you were raised by a comedian. There's no, (laughs) there will never be any fixing that. (laughs) No, it's good. Uh, Two, I I don't think it was your mom. I do think it was Ghost. (laughs) That is so funny. See, I'm firmly in mom camp. I think it's the mom. I I don't know. Can you imagine that being the running gag with your kids that you just... (laughs) You are you have, a ghost. You have a long running game where you pretend to be a demon watching them make snacks in the middle of the night. So why so much commitment, so much effort. <laughs> I think the light footsteps running back to the bedroom are what make me laugh the most. And also oh, are scary. Yeah, I guess ghosts don't really have footsteps unless it's like the whole thing is that it's footsteps. Like right, right. if you see a ghost, you're, it's not like clomp, clomp, clomp. Right. It's more like <laughs> Kind of thing. I the, the other thing that's funny about this to me is the concept of moms being tricksters. Yeah. Does like, this relate to you at all? Well, my mom loves April Fool's Day. Big That's April Fool's right. Day fan. It's such it's so out of step with the rest of her deal. It is so deeply shocking, but she loves it. She would put um cheese with the plastic still on it in a sandwich on April Fools. One time, <laughs> one time she made um, she made oatmeal in the morning for me with olive water. And I was just like, what? Ugh. Yeah. Such a shock. Oh my Another God. She put, she put a big gorilla head on my shower head. Yeah. Really, really just very, um, uh, Joe Beth Farmer really gets into the, the April fool. She loves holidays. She will lean into a holiday. Wow. Yeah. I guess yeah. that is a holiday. That is a holiday. No one can say it's not. Um, I know I bailed on the name pronunciation the first time. Again, I'm a dumb dumb. Very sorry. Um, this is a great scary story. It's also very funny. And thank you so much for sending it into us. Thank you. Um, good luck with your shift. I can't believe good that people are still shift. not just going to work in a pandemic, but working shitty shifts in a pandemic. I know. And I find early shifts sometimes just as scary as closing shifts. Yes, that's true. You had that thing where you found people that were still like in the rehearsal space. Yes. And then afterwards, I was always convinced that people were hiding in trash cans to prank me. And it just (laughs) ruined me forever. (laughs) It ruined me on trash. (laughs) I can't enjoy throwing anything out. Waste has been ruined. Um, (laughs) But this was excellent. I do hope you figure out... um, I I hear your your worries that maybe your mom has demo- demonic powers. Um, I hope that she uses those powers for lighthearted fun rather than um, evil disruptive fun. Oh yeah, um, please write in and let us know when you have more hints or if you oh, experience it again. We'd love to hear a hint. Yeah. Um, okay, and I have uh, another one, which again, roughly roughly same general topic, but. Hey, haunties. My name is Will. He, him. Don't know if that's helpful. Also, oh, it is. We, we That's yeah. always really helpful. Um, and also, yeah, like any information you want us to uh, get across when you send in your messages, we love hearing it. Yeah. Um, also, not sure if this is how I send a story in, but can't hurt to try. You've nailed it. This is exactly the way. I hope you're both doing well. I am sending a scary story into a podcast, so evidently I'm really having a time. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Come down to our level, please. (laughs) So I know I'm behind the trend on this, but things have been adding up for me lately. To get right into it, I've had a silver dollar my whole life, which never made sense to me because I live in Northern Ireland. (laughs) Okay. That was until recently when my mom told me the story behind it. I have no memory of this, but apparently when I was about three, me, my sister, and our parents were queuing in an airport in Florida. Queuing. The, the, the dignity of it. In, in America, we're just like, I got in a line and pissed my pants. Queuing is so much <laughs> And in the UK, they say, I got in a queue and pissed my pants. <laughs> and weed and my pooped, trousers. I pooped my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, que- uh, queuing in an airport in Florida waiting at the terminal to get on the plane to get home. And there was a Texan man behind us. Now, my parents aren't exactly detectives. So unless he was literally wearing a Texan flag, which from my limited knowledge of America, I consider a legitimate possibility. (laughs) (laughs) Red to filth. It's allowed. Then I I think this just means he was generican, which I have never heard that term, (gasps) but that makes sense. Wow. That's a great term. I kept smiling at this man until he approached my parents and said, you have a wonderful son. Can I please give him something? At which point he proceeds to take out multiple silver dollars from his pocket and he gives me one. I've done some research and this thing is worth upwards of $200. Like, man, I don't know what's worse. The fact that he was just handing these things out to random children who smiled at him, the fact that my parents just let it happen without the, without considering the possibility of a curse, or how genuinely gutted my older sister must have been. I can't fully explain why, but this absolutely terrifies me. I just get the vibe that this man wasn't right. I wouldn't even believe the story if I wasn't holding the dollar in my hands right now. I'm not sure what to do about this. Do I destroy the coin, sell it to some unsuspecting victim, or just leave it be? On one hand, I'm kind of too busy to be worried about this, and I don't think Irish-Lithuanian students are the type of people this stuff happens to. (laughs) Classic Irish-Lithuanian student problem. We love it. On the other hand, I've had an uncomfortably large percentage of loved ones experience repetitive nightmares with almost identical descriptions of a large man in a hat. (gasps) Also, I have enough on my plate in terms of curses, seeing as I've had a cousin die Every 10 years since 1990 to the day with a margin of error of about a week each time. No. I'm leaning towards just ignoring it for 10 years and worrying about it then. For now, it's just a microbe, ma'am. Take care, Will. <laughs> Will? Will? Get rid of the dollar. Well, here, okay. Here's the Will. thing. Will. Will. Bury um, that dollar. <laughs> here's the thing. Anna, you and I have talked about in this podcast, sometimes... Um, elderly, well-meaning people doing things that they intend to be kind um, and almost whimsical that are um, read as being terrifying. Like there was that <laughs> there was that news story about a little old lady who had a huge doll collection and she just went around to every house that had a little girl and left a doll on their porch. Oh, yeah. And they thought it was like a pervert who was going to kill everyone. <laughs> yes. And then the old lady was like, I'm so sorry. I just I thought girls like dolls. No, um, she she had too low self-esteem to do it during the day. I know. I know. And this feels like it could go one of two ways. The horror movie twist, of course, would be yes, that this is some sort of curse um, that like, you know, this Texan ghost uh, man or or unholy person, when a child smiles at them, they give them a dollar that curses their whole family. I think probably 
there is a thing silver dollars in America have a sort of allure for grandparents and elderly people to be like, what kids want is a big shiny dollar. You know, that is a thing here. Um, Yeah. Getting like unusual um, uh, currency is like, there's also a $2 bill. Yes. Um, getting that you get it from this this man basically right. some and, version of that and will just for cultural reference although maybe this is maybe this is just a personal experience and i don't know if you had that. sometimes around halloween there are people usually elderly who instead of candy give out silver dollars or two dollar bills that was a thing that would happen oh man i worked for a strange man who gave out two dollar bills he like was vaguely an artist and something he did was go to a bank Back of two dollar bills, and then take rubber cement and stack them all up, and painted the rubber cement on one edge of it oh. so that it dried like a notepad. Oh. And he would take them off one at a time and give them to people. <laughs> oh anyway, there is something about that that seems untoward. I will say it's like it, it, it's at once kind of sweet and then at once suspicious. It is menacing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's maybe the cultural context here that like there is something about older people being like, I'm going to give you a silver dollar. I if I were in if I were if the tables were turned and I was visiting Ireland and an elderly Irish person gave me a form of currency that I was unaware of as a child that might hold more mystique, although I don't know, maybe it's. I think maybe it's a very American quality that when that when an older person is from somewhere else, they seem more uh, adorable. Um, but that older people from America to people from other countries might seem more menacing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just now remembering that we took a plane, like a short plane with a Russian couple when I was very young. Oh. And uh, it wasn't anything fancy. I can't remember where we were coming back from. I made it sound like it was a puddle jumper in the Caymans, but it was like... <laughs> um, just like a short flight and this man. Oh no, you know what it was? It was the shuttle from the airport to the parking lot uh, oh, to yeah. like go yeah. pick up our car. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a short flight on the ground in a car. And um, he gave me and my brother like 5,000 rubles, which was just Ooh. two, two bills that added up to like uh, 5,000 from his wallet. Wow. And I remember my brother and I being like, well, I guess we don't have to go to school anymore. Um, <laughs> we have basically probably $5,000 roughly, even if it's worth less. It's probably still about the same. And our parents had to be like, no, this is it. We could look it up, but it's not worth much. And my dad inherited a currency, like a coin collection, uh-huh. um, which all of it is worth like exactly what it's worth on the face of it. But uh, we looked it up the exchange rate from like, it was still out of date, but it was like basically like two dollars. Um, wow! But I will never forget that. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What is going on? If you're a man who is giving money to children in airports, please write in. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I mean, like a thing that my grandpa used to do is he would take the change from his pockets and give it to us, and it was just I, I don't know. When you're a kid, you just like like receiving something. Yes, but Andrew, that was your grandparent. That's true. That's very true. But Anna, what's very interesting about this, this is just a very natural segue. So um, both of these stories are about the uh, the eeriness of real people, both those we love and ah, those we don't know. Yes. Um, and reading these made me think of when I was a little kid, I, I spent a lot of time in, in uh, nursing homes as a kid. Um, because I had uh, a grandparent on each side with Alzheimer's. And so we'd go mm-hmm. and visit these nursing homes. And um, 
And I kind of loved it. I, I really as a kid loved being around older people. I love listening to stories. Very um, indoor kid <laughs> who liked li- listening and looking at, uh, you know, fish in big ponds. Oh, yeah. Um, you must you must have been a hit over at the nursing home. <laughs> I have to say I was a hit, Anna. I was a hit. <laughs> um, and and except except with one person. So there was this atrium in the nursing home, like a huge place with birds. And I would just – sometimes my mom would be like taking care of things in my grandpa's room and I would just sort of wander around. And I was not a precocious kid in that like – I was not like, what you doing? That was not my vibe at all. I was like quiet, like I need to observe. <laughs> and I sat down um, quietly, truly silently just looking at these birds. And an old woman came and sat next to me. Her name was Gladys, which I found out later. Mm-hmm. Um, and – she looked at me. I was doing virtually nothing. I was sitting silently. She sat next to me, turned to me, and then with the most smokery voice in the world said, don't upset the birds. <laughs> oh. Now, she was not someone who had Alzheimer's. She was from a different wing in the nursing home. Um, but I came to find out that she was a retired gym teacher. And... Over the course of my grandpa's stay in this nursing home, every time she saw me, there would be some light or direct chastising that she would put on me that I think she meant as like light fun, but it would always terrify me. Like one time I was walking and I guess my shoe was untied and she said, you better tie those shoes or else you'll crack your head open on the floor, which is a Terrifying oh. thing to say to a kid. Older women and during our childhood were obsessed with the phrase "crack your head open," that which is, is not what happens. No, but that's what I thought would happen. I Absolutely my, same. I thought my head had the same constitution as like a plastic Easter egg. Like I thought that was what was going to happen. Um, but then the the twist of it all is that like years later, I find out that my mom had frequent conversations with Gladys and the mom was like, Oh, Gladys loved you, Andrew. And I was like, what? That was not my understanding as a kid at all. And so it does make me think about the, the unknown in terms of human relationships provides endless capacity for us to be scared of things that are meant in harmless ways. You know? Good God. That's so true. Like it does you just think. your interpretation of what's going on is never it feels so right, but you don't know what's going on in their head. Exactly. Exactly. That, and, and I guess that's an important thing to remember as all of us get older, too. It's like you have to consider the way um, other people and especially children interpret things like you j- just let that be a thing that is um, ruminating in your head rather than just like, well, I'm going to proceed and say a thing that I feel like they'll receive well. It's like, you just don't know, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good thing for all of us to remember, whether or not we are in a nursing home yet or not. Right. And sometimes I feel like maybe I should just quit while I'm ahead and go to a nursing home. I feel like that'd be kind of great. I think I'd thrive there. I went, I was in dorms for all of college. It -hmm. just worked for me. Right. Um, Right, yeah. And, And I think the... I think the other thing that is a, that is fascinating to me about these two stories is um, being confronted with like the silliness of something, but also tying every bad thing that happens to you back to one experience you had and being like, was that what did it? Huh? Yeah. 
cursed people. God. I also, the like, the reverberating effects of something that scares you as a child. Like, yeah. the idea that your whole family has had a nightmare about this man. Right. That is very scary. We haven't touched on that enough. That's really uh, frightening. Because we have talked about the that for whatever reason, we don't understand this, but a common thing in sleep paralysis is that you see a shadowy figure in a hat huh? with very white teeth. And sometimes Whoa. it's a bowler hat, but, but so many people describe it as like a man with a hat, which is very scary. A hat. Hats are scary. Right. I guess it's, I, I mean, when you think about this, like the stranger danger picture is a man in a hat. It is? Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, It's like a man in a hat uh, with like a collar turned up. Oh, yeah. The like no, the no yeah. symbol. And it's wow. always like it's a no over a mysterious man in a hat with a coat on. God, if only the biggest problem facing society was a man giving a candy to a child. Yeah, like what was who that? they specifically wear the same outfit. <laughs> it, that is, I, I do think that they're. Um, my mom, my mom tells a story about like how, how much emphasis there was put on like don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers. Um, I, I think this was my mom, or did I just hear this story recently from someone else? Um, that, that once like she was at a park and my brothers were playing and all of a sudden my brothers were gone. She was like, what? And they were, they were just talking to a man in a field and they were like, and he was like, oh, he was just asking us about soccer and he wanted to know all about soccer. My mom was like, that's a stranger. And they were like, oh, (laughs) like (laughs) in their head, they were like. A stranger is a very it, – it's like an astronaut. It's like you know what a stranger is. <laughs> they have a uniform. <laughs> yes. Right. If You're right, Anna. If only it were that easy. Absolutely. Um, wow. And we Good desperately need to update that. Like it's still – yeah, the, the, the representation is always still – like now it's all about like the new thing for us was like if anyone asks you to come look at something in their car, that was big. Yeah, I think I just had to understand that if anyone who wasn't my parents or another child was talking to me, they were trying to kill me. Yeah. Uh, And we had a we had a password in my family where if anyone were to come up to us, I could ask, what's the family password? And the family (gasps) password was Frankenstein. (laughs) Oh, my God. Meanwhile, you're wearing a T-shirt with Frankenstein on it. Like, not so fast, Mr. Danger. (laughs) But that was the thing where I guess, um, yeah, the and I think my, yeah, that everyone had, everyone had like, and, and there was one time where my dad's secretary picked me up from school and I kind of had met her before, but I wasn't sure. And I said, what's the family password? And she was like, Frankenstein. I was like, okay, this is good. Amazing. This yeah. is great. Yeah, I thought well, it was a pretty good system. Um, let us know if you have a family password with your kid and tell us what it is and where you live and <laughs> definitely write in. And uh, Malik and Will, thank you so much for sending in your stories today. These were tremendous. Thank you so much. Well, everybody, have a great week and uh, get Get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. 
Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.